It's time to raise your voice. It's time to be heard. Because everything counts. Everything matters. Good news. Christian values. Alabama's Christian Talk Radio. With Greg Davis. Priority Talk. It is Priority Talk. We are live here on Tuesday. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Here we are. Priority Talk Live. 101.1 FM. All across the northern half of the great state of Alabama. Glad to be with you wherever you may be listening. Uh, from Chilton County to uh, North Alabama to West to East Alabama. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being with us. We are proud to be back here with you again on this Tuesday. I'm uh, once again on the move this week and uh, not in studio, but we're good to go anyway. All good. You can give us a call, 205-941-1011. We hope you'll always remember that good number, 205-941-1011. We'll be wide open for your phone calls today. And, of course, we are here on WXJC Radio, serving Tuscaloosa, Birmingham, Aniston, Gadsden, Coleman, the Shoals, Fort Payne, Huntsville, Madison, and all parts in between right here on WXJC Radio. Um, also, you can download the free app, WXJC Radio. You can always listen to this great station live at any point on the free app or the website, WXJC Radio. And then uh, also you can visit PriorityTalkRadio.com, and you can find us there as well. You can listen live or you can listen later there, and you can check out everything else uh, having to do with Priority Talk there, PriorityTalkRadio.com. Com. Uh, no live video feed today. Uh, we are we pretty much pull that off when I'm in studio, and I am uh, out this week and uh, else elsewhere in the state of Alabama, and uh, working and uh, then jumping on the internet here and finding a place to do the show come four o'clock. But ready to roll. It's a absolutely beautiful day uh, across the state today. A little milder than it has been, and uh, I don't. I don't know where I am. There's a nice breeze blowing as well. Really kind of a nice day. All right, Jason's here with us as well. He'll, uh, if you call 205-941-1011, he'll answer the phone, put hey, you on hold. You that's can right, the show and I promise not to insult you. And then, and then you'll hear, yes, of course not. We're not here to insult anyone. No, but we and will then, we'll, we'll have purpose, some funny talk in we'll, uh, And while you're on hold, then you'll hear me come to you and uh, call your name, and you'll know it's us as well. Okay, uh we all grew up, I don't care who you are, you grew up with this particular show. Uh, and that, Now, this has turned into a major news story today for various reasons. Uh, Jason, uh, hit, hit the audio there. Let's let people know what we're talking about. Yeah, everybody knows that uh, that sound, and you know the uh, the 
the people from the program, and they put their names on the screen and you know, show them. And there were two or three different versions of that over the years. As the as the Beaver and Wally got a little older, you know, the uh, they they would update. Leave it to Beaver. Everybody grows up with Leave It to Beaver. Knows that show, whether you liked it or not. You know, you definitely saw it and and had to be aware of it. Uh, big news today was that uh, Tony Dow, who of course played Wally, right? Everybody knows Wally. Um, here's here's a little bit from Wally. This was the big story today about Tony Dow. Uh, what about you? How you like there Mr. Wilkerson? Oh, he tells jokes in class. Funny jokes? No. <laughs> Hi, Wally. Hi, Beave. You squealed on me. I had to. You know how it is. Gee, Wally, it's yours nice you helped me out. Look, I'm only helping you because if Dad gets mad at you, he always winds up getting mad at me. Your father wants to know where you'd go if you were going to have a fight with a girl. Gee, Mom, I wouldn't hit a girl. All right. All right. So uh, there you go. Leave it to Beaver. And the big news today that Tony Dow had passed away. Now, Jason, when I, I this came out this afternoon, I sent you word, and you sort of you prepped all that up for us so we could, yeah, you know, talk about it, and make people aware. Well, uh. Tony Dow was was no longer with us. And I got to tell you, in just the last little bit, <laughs> word is out from his uh, wife, uh, Lauren Shulkind, um, that uh, he is not dead. Oh, dear. So, Tony Dow, if, if you saw where Tony Dow had passed away, the latest word is no. Uh, she says, uh, told TMZ this afternoon that she believed her husband was dead. Uh, but he is still alive and breathing while in hospice care. Um. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, she sent word to the people who uh, manage his, um, you know, I guess his official Facebook page that he had passed. And they put out a big you know, release. It's with extremely heavy heart. We share to you the passing of our beloved Tony this morning. A beautiful soul, kind, compassionate, funny, and humble. It was truly a joy to be around him. His gentle voice and unpretentious manner was immediately comforting to you. You could not help but love him. This is uh, what his managers had written. The world lost an amazing human being, but we're richer for the memories that he's left us. All of this goes out and then, um, and I saw where uh, Jerry Mathers, as the beaver, uh, Jerry Mathers had also put up a picture and said he lost a dear friend today. Uh, oh, wow. What do you say? Uh, 55 years. And now apparently his wife has come back and said, no, I made a mistake. Oh, goodness. He's not dead. Good now, grief. How, how big of a hurry are you to put out that the man has died? Um, you know, for him not to be dead. I mean, did you like hear him take one, you know, big breath and go, he's gone, hit send. I, I just, would you not wait to send out notice until like, um, 
there was an official pronouncement of death and, you know, like, hey, he's, you know, almost like a Lazarus. Hey, it hadn't been three days yet kind of thing. Yeah, let um, your doctor or I, a coroner I, take I, I care of that. I don't know what to say. Yeah, and, well, and, and it could have been an honest mistake, you know. Come. You think it might have been an honest mistake on her part? or Well, I I do. I think it was an honest, honest mistake. I, I'm not doubting that. But I just uh, don't know. I think she probably thought he was dead and but how my question is how big of a hurry are you in to let the world know i mean can he not yeah. lay there for an hour something yeah before you yeah the bed's not even cold send, yet send it out yeah the bed's not even cold Well, that's yet. my point yeah at least yeah he's not even you know cold yet um wait till he's so anyway we were uh, all ready so you're saying let it wait until until he assumes room temperature well, I'd say at least, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you gotta, you, you, you know, she's there with him. It, this wasn't like some TMZ reported it and it was just false that they heard a rumor. I mean, his wife is literally saying, I mean, her quote is, um, she mistakenly believed her husband was dead, but, uh, and that she had told the outlet that, uh, and that she is distraught over the mistake. Oh man. But now they say uh, his son is saying that he's in his last hours and that it's a difficult time. Yes, he is alive, but he's in his last hours. He's under hospice care. So, you know, I, look, he I'm sure it sounds to me like he is he is down to the very end. Uh, I, I just don't understand the rush. And maybe I don't understand. Maybe they wanted to get it out their own way. You know, when you're a celebrity like that in California, I'm assuming he lives in California probably. You want to put it out on your own terms before some other on your own Facebook page before TMZ puts it out otherwise. But I mean, to think your husband's dead and start telling people he's dead and then not again, this reminds me of an Andy Griffith episode. Uh, I won't go all into that, but there is one about that uh, where uh, the man shows back up in town and his, his wife had already you know had a funeral and had him buried. Any of you remember that <laughs> that particular program? So, uh, but Jerry Mathers, he he apparently still you know alive and alive and well. Uh, I, I Jerry guess uh, Jerry's no Tony longer diabetic. The last Jerry actually beat oh, really? his diabetes. Yeah, I, I interviewed him years ago when I was still working with ABC thirty three forty, um, and uh, was at the time probably wasn't the most pleasant actor to have ever interviewed that, that, that I did. But what are you going to do? <laughs> Child actors are kind of hard that way. Yeah. Now, was that in person or was that? That uh, was in person. You know, that was actually in person. He came to. The phone. Yeah, he came. Okay. No, he came to the station. We actually had him on set. Okay. Hmm. Well, I didn't get to hear. I, I don't know that anybody had already covered this before I came on today. Uh, I don't know if I didn't get to hear. Uh, like I say, I'm on the move today, so I didn't get to hear Phil. Uh, so if you had heard Tony Dow, leave it to Beaver, had passed away. Uh, not so quick. Now, who knows? Possibly. Before the show's even over, we may get word otherwise, because it does sound like he's right there. Uh, but anyway, hey, I, you know, I'm going to tell my wife, give it an hour. Make sure that I'm, you know, make, make sure. Let me get, you know, 80, 75 degrees body temperature before you put it out, you know, uh, that, that I'm no longer with us. You can't never tell. Uh, 
So I don't, this is like one I've never seen where, you know, you, there are instances where people report somebody's dead and then they find out, oh, they were told wrong or it's just wrong. That's happened a few times. But not one where the family actually said, hey, put it out. Oh, no, he's not really dead. Hold up. I don't know. I, that, it's This is a funny one to me. Okay, if something changes on that, we'll let you know. I know that's not like uh, the most important news to most of us, but most everybody watched that show. And I guess my point, let me, let me stop and make my little point here. The point I was going to make in this was, don't you wish we had more television programs like that nowadays? Uh, I mean, a 30-minute sitcom now on television is, uh, is almost impossible to, to watch one without, uh, you know, feeling like you got to filter it and, uh, or, or or go, you know, explicitly repent as soon as it's over. Um, you know, big, so don't you wish we had more shows like Leave It to Beaver? That, well, yeah, but not only that, it's if you can even find a, a, a sitcom nowadays. Everything is reality TV. Well, that's true. That's true. But uh, there, I think there's a few on, uh, or at least there have been fairly recently anyway. Uh, but even, even the best ones now, even the ones that are, uh, you know, that are, I would say the, the more PG rated ones are, uh, you know, compared to the ones that are R rated. I'm just using that as an analogy for, for sitcoms. I know they don't rate them that way. Uh, but you know, even them, they're, they're, they're hard to watch as well. They really are. And, uh, and, and a few of them teach good lessons like you learned on that on leave it to beaver. You know, it was amazing the predicaments beaver could get himself into and then learn a lesson. And, you know, dad was right there, you know, fatherhood and, uh, and I know some of the sitcoms back in that day, you know, weren't as good as. But to me, that was one of the better ones uh, that that really, you know, had a good message to it. Like, you know, it fathers knows best. Father knows best. Uh, you know, then they started. They began to change. You know, through the seventies and eighties. You know, they really did. But those those early sitcoms, they were family oriented. Something everybody could sit down and watch, and and, and everybody could learn something from it, so to speak. You know what I mean? Uh, it uh, was just a different day, and I wish we had more of that now. Uh, my kids have watched all those programs. I don't know about yours, but, you know, we, we watch those. My kids know uh, know those shows and know, know the episodes, and they come up from time to time in our conversations. So, anyway, we'll let it go right there. Hey, a lot to talk about today, including Kamala Harris. We've got an audio clip for you from her today. Um, yeah, I try not to just beat up on the vice president and the president every day. You know, you guys know what's going on. It doesn't do any good. But every now and then, you just go, what are we doing? Uh, but they know what they're doing. There's a plan. And uh, I, I'm going to play you something she did today, and then I'm going to give you a warning about it. This isn't just something. At first, I just rolled my eyes about it and thought, oh, oh my goodness. But then the more I thought about it, I thought, no, we need to play this and let people hear it so you can uh, prep yourself for, for probably what's coming your way. Uh, all right, it is Priority Talk Live. Your phone calls, if you want to talk, leave, leave it to Beaver, that's fine, 205-941-1011 or any of the sitcoms back in the day. Uh, I, I liked Lumpy a lot on Leave it to Beaver, you know, besides the main characters. I, well, and you had, what, you had Mondello, what was his name? Uh, Larry Mondello, was that his name? The other Larry, one, you had Eddie friend. Haskell. Eddie, yeah, you couldn't go wrong with Eddie. I mean, um I mean, that show just had it covered, man. It, it had some characters. Oh, yeah. It sure did. Okay, let's take our break. 205-941-1011. We're here until 6 p.m. It's Priority Talk Live right here on WXJC. 
Fox Mortgage, NMLS, 184-762. Jim Corey, NMLS, 212-055. Six years ago was my opportunity to get the first loan through Fox Mortgage and Jim. He was able to get me a pretty decent rate at the time. And six years later, I'm looking at a refi. Gary talks about his mortgage experience working with Fox Mortgage President Jim Corey. I was actually with a military-friendly banking institution and was going with them initially. And then I had an issue with trying to track down a VA certificate of eligibility. And I called Jim's office. When I asked him the question, he says, well, any reason you're not going with me again? So I said, well, I, I thought I got the best rate. And he says, well, let me let me check. So he, he checked and he actually beat the rate that I was currently thinking that it couldn't be beat. So He's a repeat performer. Uh, He's phenomenal in everything he does. He keeps the ball rolling. I can't say enough about how pleasant the experience was. He made everything easy. We went through and closed in less than 30 days. Hi, I'm Jim Corey, president of Fox Mortgage. I'm ready to help you with your mortgage needs. Call now, 661-6868. Fox Mortgage, where we're quick as a fox. When you work with Jim Corey and Fox Mortgage, you know you're dealing with integrity and people who care about your needs. Give them a call at 205-661-6868. Whether it's a first-time mortgage, a refinance, it doesn't matter. Jim and his team will find the best rate for you and the best plan. 205-661-6868. Hi, I'm Pastor Greg Mott, and I'm the author of I Am Changes Who I Am, and you are listening to Greg Davis on Priority Talk. And welcome back in. Greg Davis here. It's 24 minutes after the hour. Uh, Tony Dow not dead yet. Uh, reported dead earlier, but uh, now his wife says, nope, we jumped. We, we got ahead of ourselves. Uh, so uh, anyway, if you got calls about Tony Dow or Leave It to Beaver, uh, any of those programs, uh, don't you wish we had good TV like that nowadays? Uh, man, just... Classic shows. I mean, even as it went on, some of them got silly. And then, you know, then they started really dealing with, uh, I think, normalizing the breakup of the family and some of those kind of things. You began to see that happen where you had uh, single parents and things like that. Um, you know, that those, some of those things began to happen, and, you know, for whatever. But uh, boy, those early ones like that, they were just uh, family unit oriented um, Teach a good lesson. Teach a good value. I love Andy Griffith, but it, it it wasn't it didn't model traditional family or set that ideal. Uh, even though I I did I did I do love the show. You know, no no one on that show basically was uh was married. <laughs> None of the primary characters anyway were married. So uh, it's a uh, just a uh, it's it's different. But those back in the fifties for the most part were uh, were just really well done. And always a good lesson that could be learned from them as well. So uh, we are here, and uh, Jason, do we have a phone call? Is that, is that what I'm seeing? I'm sorry, I'm not. I'm not seeing my messages. Yeah, let's go to the phones then. Who have we got here? Tell, tell, just tell me, Jason. What we got? We got Robert from Tuscaloosa. Okay, there we go. Hey, Robert, how are you, man? Been hey, a little while. All good right. Good. Yeah. Happy summertime, Greg. Yes, sir. Hello. Uh, hey, go I right just want to make one. Head. One. Yeah, go right I ahead. I just want 
make one quick comment, and that is the rumors of my demise have been greatly exaggerated. <laughs> Never a better uh, time for that quote. You were right. Who said that? Was that Mark Twain? I don't know. I think it was Shakespeare, wasn't it? I don't know. Somebody called that me. Was that was Mark Twain. Shakespeare? Okay. Oh, was it Mark Twain? No, he's right. I think it was Mark okay. Twain. Jason's saying more. Yeah, I, yeah. I would, the rumors I, I of would my demise have been greatly exaggerated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love that yeah. quote because well, they're I just, you know, know, Robert, I'm just like, how big of a hurry are you in? You, you know, to put yeah. out that you're that you're dead. You know, I mean, uh, I mean, you can control the environment, you know, so it doesn't get out. You know, your, you know, your wife, your kids are in the room, and you know, you take thirty minutes or an hour, and y- you know, they're dead. You know, there's no doubt. Versus, oh gosh. Maybe he took his last breath. Let me let me send I'm out a, a message. <laughs> yes, I'm like. Uh, I don't know. I, I just can't believe somebody would do that. A wife would do it. Yeah, how could you make a mistake like that? I mean, you know, it just really doesn't make any sense. Um, unless you're like you're trying to beat the uh, the media, you know, frenzy that might be, you know, trying to start something. But even then, you know, you still, you know, would wait. I would think so. I don't know. Something behind that story. Hey, but anyway, hey, you're talking about classic uh, shows in the 70s, and one of my favorite was the uh, Partridge Family, because I loved the music back then, and that was a lot of fun, and then, you know, also uh, the Brady Bunch, two classics there. Yep. All right, yeah, they put out it. the music, David Cassidy. Now the Brady Bunch, Brady Bunch music, I'm not so much sure about, but uh, yeah, they they did have remember. some music on there. <laughs> but David yeah, Cassidy definitely they... was was big. Yeah, sure did. It was good to talk with you. Y'all take care and have a great day. All right. Thank you very much. All right, can we get line two in here? Let's try line two real quick. Go right ahead. Mike from Gunnersville. Yes. Yes. Hey, hey, Greg. You got it, Mike. Um, Hey, listen, this is real funny. I'll make it really fast, but because uh, uh, I did a Google, or not a Google, I use, I don't do Google. I do DuckDuckGo. But it's funny that like when you're coming up, it's got the Wikipedia article. It's got, you know, today is his death day, and uh, Chicago Tribune, leave it to Beaver, Swalik Beaver, dead at 76, 77, et cetera. But reading between, when you go to, to the article, Reading between the lines, it sounds like what this happened overnight. His wife called the management team and she says, I think that Tony is dead. Yeah, we, that's what and we were telling. Hey, we're going to be out of time. But grab him on hold. Yeah. We can finish out when we come back. But uh, it's Priority Talk Live, bottom of the hour. Uh, yeah, that's sort of what we were reporting as well. One Point USA is a security company serving churches and businesses in the state of Alabama. Don't wait until something happens to protect your employees and your valuable property. One Point USA's experienced staff understands your security needs and wants to help you before a problem arises. From video surveillance to card access control and commercial security systems, One Point USA has got you covered. Call One Point USA today at 205 701 0191. That's 205-701-0191 or visit OnePointUSA.com. That's the number OnePointUSA.com. OnePointUSA. Be secure. Greg Davis here, and I want to remind you of Priority Talk's longest-running advertiser, and that's today's family dentistry. 
your friendly dental practice conveniently located in downtown Coleman. Make your appointment to see Dr. David Kim, Dr. Key Tan, or Dr. Stephanie Young, along with an experienced and certified team of dental technicians, along with a friendly staff, I might add, who serve both children and adults with a wide range of dental services. That includes general and restorative care, along with the cosmetic enhancements to meet all of your family's dental needs. Today's Family Dentistry accepts Medicaid for children under 21, Blue Cross Blue Shield All Kids, and most commercial insurances. Give them a call today and make your appointment, 256 739 3337. That's today's family dentistry located in downtown Coleman. Call today and make your appointment 256 739 3337. Today's family dentistry in downtown Coleman. And now back to priority talk with Greg Davis. My life be like. We return at 26 minutes till the top of the hour. It's 4.34. We're here until 6 p.m., 101.1 FM, all across the northern half of Alabama, Birmingham, Huntsville, all parts in between. Thank you for being with us. All right, let's get back. Uh, We were talking to Mike up in Gunnersville about uh, the Tony Dow, Leave it to Beaver uh, episode today. Uh, Sorry sorry about that, Mike. I I probably shouldn't even have went to you because we were so close to the bottom of the hour, but I was trying not to make you hold But so clear us up on what you're seeing. His wife sent word to the team. That's what we reported Well, and, uh, and that to his happened. people that manage his Facebook page to send out word. Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me okay, Greg? Yes, sir. Can you? Okay, all right. Um, uh, yeah, apparently this happened last night that she thought he had died or, or you know, was not breathing or whatever overnight. That's from an article by Deadline.com. And so in the morning, she called his management team and said, I think he's dead. Well, they are the ones that put it on Facebook. She was not the one that put it on on social media. They are the ones that did that. And then apparently his son was there, too, with him because he is, you know, pretty he's in, in hospice care and everything. And his son was there, and well, no, he's not dead, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, so the 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 information right. I have says um, as of three thirty p.m. Eastern time, when Judy Twersky, a longtime friend, spoke to La- uh, Dow's wife Lauren, he was still alive, so uh, still breathing and receiving. I do believe that is care. correct. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's what we I, I think I don't think so, uh, and I don't think it was her. I don't think that that she was in a big hurry. I think she was. She's you know she spent all night you know with him and and was just exhausted and called him up and and told him that. I don't know that she said. Maybe she did. It's possible, but I I kind of doubt that she said. Uh, oh, please announce this immediately. You know, <laughs> so. Uh, but anyway, that's uh, those kind of things happen. I, you know what I, I like the shows from the '60s better than ones from the '70s. Um, uh, but uh, let's see, I didn't, and actually, I think I was too old. I didn't watch much of like Partridge Family and uh, uh, Brady Bunch. Brady yeah. Bunch, I guess I saw some of that, but I, I pretty much was 
you know, I didn't watch too much of those shows, but I remember like uh, Andy Griffith and and Leave It to Beaver. I, that was one of my very favorites. Was Leave It to Beaver and Sea Hunt. <laughs> yeah, well, me too. And that's the two. That's the two that I was mentioning exactly. Hey, Mike, we appreciate the phone call, man. Thank you yeah, very much. Have a good one. All right. Good to hear from you. Bye. Thank you for. Yeah, thank you for giving us that. And I think that's kind of what we were saying. Now, you know, who knows? Uh, it was his management team. I said that the people that that that, uh, that that manage his Facebook page were the ones who put it out. But I think she told them he was dead, or at least told them enough for them to think he was dead. One or the other. But they put it out. So it's. But again, I, you know, it's how big of a hurry are you in? I mean, they were in a hurry. I don't think you can deny. Uh, when you put out that somebody's dead and they're not dead, you got in too big a hurry. Uh, that that just sort of eliminates that. You can say, well, we weren't, but you were because <laughs> he wasn't dead. So uh, yeah, we may never know. But, uh, yeah, just a weird situation there uh, today. And, and most of those shows, you know, I watched them on replay, uh, re, you know, rerun. Uh, you know, TBS was the big, I guess, uh, introduced a lot of those shows to my generation. Uh, you know, I just turned 50. So, uh, you know, we, we watched those on rerun when, uh, uh, you know, when the cable TV hit. You know, that that was, uh, I guess mainly it was WTBS. I mean, you had a lot of those shows came on during the day, and then you had the Braves come on in the evening, right? That was sort of the routine. So I'm sure they came on other stations as well, but I think that was a big part of it. Uh, uh, and then, then you always had Andy Griffith came on, uh, you know, the local channel whatever it was you know um it's had different i think different call letters and numbers and according to where you live but uh the local uh, affiliate now i guess it's like the uh the cw now is that what they call it now that, it, that's all over it's uh it's local but not really uh th they're pretty good about playing the andy griffith episodes or at least used to it seems to me now that a lot of the a lot of the times where andy griffith once came on you know, like at noon or 10 o'clock, some of those time frames. And maybe I'm wrong on this, but my perception is that uh, Everybody Loves Raymond has taken the place of Andy Griffith in a lot of in a lot of uh, places. I, it's just my perception. Uh, it seems like I, I see that a lot where I would expect to see Andy Griffith. But, uh, but yeah, for sure. Okay, so Tony Dow, not dead as of yet. So, uh, I, you know, you... Don't report somebody's dead until they're dead. Just make sure. Just make sure. Okay, let's go to Kamala Harris because this is just about as amazing as that story is Kamala Harris. Uh, she comes into a uh, – there's a video of this, and we're going to play you the audio, but I'm going I'm to explain to you what it looks like. She comes in wearing a mask, which is fine. You know, the president's got COVID and all that, which, by the way, let me just parenthetically state that um, – if the president can get COVID, uh, any of us, anybody can get COVID because you know he's had all the shots or at least pretended to have them. So let's just assume he's had them. Um, and he, uh, you know, no one's going to get around him, I wouldn't think, that hasn't been tested and been had all the shots. Wouldn't you think, I mean, Jason, wouldn't you think that anybody that's going to see the president, they're they're going to have them. You know, who knows how they're running that White House right now, to be honest. I mean, that's usually standard yeah, that's protocol true. for a lot it's of so official stuff. Yeah. But uh, it's, as far as like him haphazardly just 
going out into public and dealing with people like he was the other day, like, what was it, hours after they had found out or a day after they found out or a day before they found out he had COVID. He was around a bunch of folks. Yeah, well, I'm just thinking if he's getting it, any of us can get it, okay? I, I don't I don't care. what Whatever it is, you know, uh, whatever version of COVID-28 or whatever we're on now, whatever it is, you know, if the president can get it, we're all in trouble. It, you know, as far as getting it goes. So um, she comes into a room wearing her mask. Uh, I'm not sure what the meeting was. Um, I don't think that was really relevant. But she's sitting around the table. It's, it looks to me as though it's all women uh, sitting around a table at the White House. And uh, she's sitting at the head of the table. She's got her black mask on. She's in a powder blue, uh, you know, you know, suit. Uh, pantsuit kind of outfit and uh, she comes in and this is the way that uh, the meeting starts I guess you know everybody's going to go what they do everybody goes around the table and sort of introduces who they are to one one another and this is our vice president Kamala Harris introducing herself to the group Uh, good afternoon I want to welcome these leaders for coming in to have this very important discussion Um, about some of the most pressing issues of our time. Um, I am Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I am a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. And... um Yeah. um. (laughs) Thank goodness she let us know her pronouns. <laughs> or pronouns, but she's a woman. But of course, they can't even tell you what a woman is. But yeah. she's a woman. Um, That's an elusive subject there in Washington. I. Uh, it certainly is. Um, you know what are we doing that we have to announce to the room what our I'm a woman, here's my pronouns, and here's the outfit I'm wearing. I, 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 that is unbelievable to me. Uh, I, I, and again, I said this a few minutes ago, uh, last segment, I try not to just it, come in and just, you know, just beat up on the president and the vice president every day. There, I mean, there's plenty of other people out there that will do that for you. Uh, you know, just watch Sean Hannity at night if you love that, okay? You know, you'll get, you'll get plenty of it. So I, uh, I, that's just too easy to do. You know what I mean? And, and you guys know what's going on with these folks. We, we know that she hadn't got a clue. We know he's, he, he's past it. You know what I mean? Uh, look, even if I agreed with the guy on everything he was doing, he, he's past it. Um, he's lost his fastball if he ever had one, as they say. But this and so I, I'm going to get to why what why I think this is relevant to us, though. Okay, I want to share that with you. But um, but we uh, have to be ready for this. This when you've got the vice president sitting down and announcing pronouns, her gender, and and then I, the part that baffles me is what she's wearing. Why she announces. I have a blue suit. Now, let me tell you, they go around the table and others do the same thing. I didn't hear all of them, but at least one of the other people sitting around the table did what she was did, except she announced that she was a lesbian. 
Yeah, that was part of her introduction, and she had on a white suit or, or white dress or something to that effect. Um, but here's why I think this is important. Because it's precedent setting. And watch out. Because this is coming to your workplace, and this is coming to your school, your kid's school. It's coming. Um, can you see in school, okay, kids, let's all gather around, and let's all go around the table and introduce ourselves, or around the circle, and let's introduce ourselves, crisscross applesauce, Okay, go right ahead, give us your name and your pronouns, your gender, and then tell us what you're wearing, because we can't obviously see what you're wearing. Uh, and, and we'll normalize this behavior, and, and, and obviously sexual uh, orientation or whatever you want to call it as well, because the other lady who was sitting to the uh, vice president's right, she introduced her, her, uh, her sexual activity that she's a lesbian. She, she had to announce that to everybody as well, let everybody know, you know, what's going on. So uh, it is just a, uh, I think, a precursor of things we can look for in the workplace. At, but I think even before that, it'll pro for most of us, it'll probably start happening in, in, in the universities and in the, in the school settings where they'll just make teach, teach our kids that's the way you do it. You have to tell everybody who you are, what you are, and how they're supposed to refer to you, and all these kind of things. Uh, just uh, amazing. I don't know that I've ever seen a more, and boy, there's some out there, uh, a more ridiculous um, happening from a vice president than for her to come in the room and uh, and and pronounce all that. Now, I'm sure, I don't know exactly what the meeting was about, but it obviously was about gender and inclusivity and, you know, all that. That's obviously what the meeting was going to be about. So that's just how they're going to conduct their business uh, and make it all about that. But their business and the way they conduct it is, is also going to become the way they expect you to conduct business as well uh, in, in the near future. Uh, be ready. Are, are you ready to sit down and say, hey, here's my gender when, when I sit down? Okay, 205-941-1011. Uh, Let's get a phone call in here before we go to our next break. Uh, Jason, tell me what we got. We got Nicole from Trustville. Uh, your message, so. All right. Let's go out to Trustville. Go right ahead, Nicole. Hey, um, Greg. Um, I just wanted to, about the subject that you were just speaking about, um, about that it's coming to us. So I have a 18-year-old, um, and this summer when we did uh, orientation um, for college, um, every one of the counselors, not counselors, I don't know what you would call them, uh, orientation leaders, let's say that, every single one of them when they were introducing themselves also gave their particular pronouns, which was quite startling to me. I didn't know that that was a thing now that we, you know, becoming the norm that everybody needed to say that. So it was very eye-opening. Um, so that was right here in Alabama, a college right here in Alabama. Already happening. Nicole, what were what did they say? Did you hear them? What what were this? What how did the students describe themselves? 
Yes, they didn't describe what they were wearing. Of course, they didn't take it that far. Um, but each one of them said their name, like if it were me, um, I would say, they would say, um, hi, my name is Nicole. I'm from uh, Trustville, and my pronouns are she, her. That's exactly how they how they did it. Well, someone had instructed them to do that at the university level for them all to do it. That was part of being a leader was that you're going to set that st that standard, that precedent. So it's already here. And then when people see the vice president doing it, you know, that just kind of uh, puts it out there that this is normal behavior. Well, I'm glad you told me that, uh, uh, Nicole. I appreciate the phone call, ma'am. Yes, thank you. We appreciate it very much. All right. 205-941-1011. Let's take uh, our next break and come back on the other side. It is 11 minutes till 5 o'clock. Of course, we're here until 6. It's Priority Talk Live here on WXJC. Priority Talk. This is Greg, and I want you to know about my friend Jeff Harding and Alabama Reliable Roofing. Your local roofing expert since 1998, Alabama Reliable Roofing provides residential and commercial clients with exceptional roofing services. Jeff and his experienced team are well equipped to provide repairs and installations of shingle and metal roofs. Look, I know the importance of a roof and that it's one of the biggest investments you make in your home, place of business, or church facilities. Alabama Reliable Roofing understands this as well and has the experience to work with your insurance company in case of storm damage. So whether your roof has suffered from storm damage and needs repairs, or it just may be time for a new roof, you need an inspection to determine the next steps. Company owner Jeff Harding is waiting on your phone call and will be personally involved with every job. Call him at 205-369-9630 for a no-obligation conversation and a free estimate. Look at their work on the Alabama Reliable Roofing Facebook page and then call Jeff at 205-369-9630. Alabama Reliable Roofing, 205-369-9630. This is Glenn Coffey, former running back of the Alabama Crimson Tide, and you're listening to Grant Davis on Priority Talk. And we're back in at five minutes until five. Glad you're with us. All right, let me just follow up. Uh, this is a, a, an adjoining story that I was pairing these two together from Kamala Harris. Uh, and, uh, you know, Nicole tells us about this going on right here at one of our colleges, uh, one of the largest school districts in the U.S. This is out in Los Angeles. They have about a half million students. I think they used to be the largest school district in the in the country i assume they probably still are i know at one time that was new i mean that was true uh, now uh, has a, uh, a a new policy uh and here here it is let me read this so los angeles unified school district okay half million students encourages kindergartners to experiment with non-binary pronouns trains teachers to subvert uh, main street white cis heteropatriarchy society and promote sexual identities such as trans, pan, two-spirit, and gender queer. Now, uh, this is uh, being put out uh, by a, a guy named, uh, last name Rufo, from the Manhattan Institute, and he's got the documents that he has obtained from the uh, L.A. Unified School District from their Human Relations uh, Diversity and Equity Department. 
of course, all of our colleges have got that as well. They may call this something a little different, but uh, all of our colleges have these, um, you know, diversity and inclusivity uh, departments and such such as that. Um, so this is what they're doing. He's got the documents. You can look at them. I, I'm looking at some of them. Uh, it's a high, great graphic artistry. Uh, he he has uh, posted these. Uh, Real Chris Rufo. He said, I obtained a trove of documents from the district's Human Relations, Diversity, and Equity Department, which has created the entire infrastructure to translate the basic tenets of academic queer theory into K-12 uh, curriculum. Yeah, and we're looking at queer all school year. It, that's like the, the, the cover of, uh, of a binder, it looks like, that would be for all the teachers or maybe all the students as well. But, of course, the teachers are getting well-trained in how to uh, be, you know, implement all of this uh, diversity and quote-unquote equity and all of these kind of things. Uh, and then you've got uh, all kinds of examples in, in through this trove of documents that he has released uh, from the L.A. Unified School District. So uh, it, it's just happening. I mean, uh, it, and the Obama administration is it, it, it just Obama, Biden administration is just setting this ahead uh, at light speed. And it's, it's like I, w I used to say about the Obama administration, okay? Um, we, we would say, you know, we were already headed in the wrong direction, but it seemed as though, as far as from a morality standpoint, but it seemed like the Biden administration during that time frame, uh, it, it just was just leapfrogging. You know, where maybe it was moving at a, uh, a, a fast turtle, a speedy turtle, uh, all of a sudden it was just light speed. And so uh, he's, he's saying, let me, let me read it to you again, uh, encouraging, through these materials, encouraging kindergartners to experiment with non-binary pronouns, okay? So that means, you know, you're not a he or a she, a him or a her. Uh, we're not going to get, can't be that specific trains teachers, he says, to subvert, quote, mainstream white cis heteropatriarchy society. Promote sexual identities and he, he names the ones they promote transsexual, pansexual, two-spirit and gender queer. Um, so when we see what Kamala Harris is doing, see, she's just uh, using her position to sort of normalize this behavior and people see that and then when they see it in their school they don't think much of it but I'm telling you these documents that this guy has released uh, as shocking as anything you'd ever see considering that they target as young as kindergarten amazing it's hard to believe that we got here to where we are now okay another hour yet to come you guys stay with us It's time to raise your voice. It's time to be heard. Because everything counts. Everything matters. Good news. Christian values. Alabama's Christian Talk Radio with Greg Davis. 
Priority Talk. We are here, at hour number two on Tuesday. It's Priority Talk, and we are live. Taking your phone calls at 205-941-1011. Thanks to Mike and Robert and Nicole from Gunnersville, Tuscaloosa, to Trustful Last Hour. Good to visit with you guys. Uh, if you're just joining us, we uh, well, we went from one extreme to the other. We talked about um, Tony Dow, Wally, of course, from Leave It to Beaver, uh, reportedly by his family and his uh, management who handles his uh, social media, reported him dead. And then, nope, not so quick, he's not dead. His wife uh, regrets uh, having sent word, I guess, that he had passed away or or making, I mean, obviously they believed he'd died. <laughs> so we just wondered, you know, what you in such a hurry for? Uh, make sure somebody's dead before you start telling the world they've uh, they've passed away. But he is on hospice care and uh, obviously very close uh, to the end for Wally. So we reminisced a little bit about Leave it to Beaver and, and other of those type television programs that, uh, that you know, were, were good, clean. The family could watch them. And uh, they taught a valuable lesson, typically, for kids and even parents, you know. Um, don't you think that Wally and Beaver's dad, wouldn't he sort of like a, a good example of a father? You know what I mean? Yeah, Ward Cleaver. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, man, you watch... Uh, you watch TV now, and you know anybody that's a dad or a mom, they're, they're just they're just put out there as a complete buffoon. You know what I mean? Fruit flakes and nuts, like a bowl of granola, or what parents are. Yeah, like now. like the kids are all all um, the one intelligent one, include into everything, and the parents just absolutely clueless yeah. and out of touch. Disney yeah, Channel's like the worst. Disney Channel's the worst or, about that. Them and then then uh, was it Nickelodeon with Paramount? They're, they're horrible about that. They are. They are. And that that sort of sets a new standard of what parenthood is. And uh, it just lowers the standard, lowers the bar. And and there might have been people in the day that thought maybe uh, Ward Cleaver lowered the bar. I'm not sure. Uh, but, uh, hey, speaking of that, though, um, you speaking of of Disney, uh, I had a uh, – I wasn't quite ready to talk about that, but I'm going to pull it up here and talk about it. Um they are now receiving Disney Plus, okay, the subscription service, receiving a lot of criticism now because uh, they have now uh, began to place um, R-rated movies on their uh, on their site, on their Disney Plus uh, subscription service. So, and uh, from what I read, uh, they had basically said, you know, when they when they put this out there. They had made a promise to stay family friendly. And so, you know, you, you get Disney Plus and you tell your kids, hey, watch that. You know, they're family friendly. Um, that they're, they said three years ago they made a, a promise. Now, this is um, a, a pro family group, uh, uh, Parents Television and Media Council. And the president is Tim Winter saying he recalled that they said there'd be no already movies on Disney Plus, that it was a family focused platform. Uh, they have this, you know, we have our Hulu for our edgier adult fare. Um, and then it turns out they were lying to us. So now everyone has, uh, you know, gotten Disney Plus and 
you know, you've got all the old shows on there, all the old movies. And, you know, of course, they've uh, degendered a lot of them or put up disclaimers before them, you know, when they come on. But uh, now they've uh, began to uh, to place R-rated movies there as well. So that was something I wanted to mention today because uh, parents, you need to you need to realize that they they do a uh, they push a vid angel. I don't have that, uh, but they say that is one to use. Uh, that is family friendly, and you can apply content filters and things like that. That what you don't want your children to see language or sex scenes or violence or things like that. Uh, but uh, just know now Disney Plus R-rated content is there. So if you've got younger kids and that's what they go to or that's what you pull up on the iPad or whatever and tell them to watch something, no telling uh, what they're going to be seeing at this point. So uh, anyway, yeah, just get that out there. That that was a good time to mention that. Uh, we, uh, we talked about Tony Dow, Leave it to Beaver, uh, some of those old programs, took a couple of phone calls about those. Of course, you know, there's always this question, does, does um, television and media, does it lead the way on cultural change or does it reflect cultural change? Now, that's a, you know, that's a, a debate you can have. It's like a nature versus nurture, you know, type discussion. Uh, and I think it's probably both uh, to me. I, and I think nature versus nurture as well. And I think it's, uh, yes, media, media does. Uh, they do influence culture, yes, but at the same time, uh, it does reflect culture. It's both at the same time. Look, if if uh, the people in media didn't think that they could influence behavior, they couldn't sell all these commercials. And they, they sure couldn't sell Super Bowl commercials. Companies will spend millions upon millions. I don't know the latest numbers from this year, but millions upon millions upon millions of dollars for a 30-second spot during a Super Bowl so they don't influence your behavior. No, they do it because they know it will influence behavior. So just always keep that in mind. Yes, media does influence behavior, and uh, and, and they know the best place to influence it is and to normalize uh, uh, things that parents may not uh, may not be favorable toward is is to get get your kids watching it get your kids introduced to it and that's exactly what they're doing and so yes it does influence and it does reflect as well you've always got your forerunners out there who who sort of influence and then you've got everybody else who follows and they their programming sort of reflects what what was already uh what the path was already cleared for and that's the way it goes and and so i do think there were shows um, especially as you got more into the 70s that uh, that reflected um, you know single parent homes things like that you know and it you know you look at Andy Griffith what a great show but single parent but it was always you know led to believe that the wife had died so that was one thing then you come and hey here's the Brady Bunch uh, never really say what happened to the parents you know, Obviously, they were it's a blended, blended family. family. They were so supposed to be a blend, blended family, Brady Bunch. Yeah, they were blended. Sure, yeah, it was blended. But what happened to uh, where's the parents of the three boys and where's the other parent of the three girls? Mm, the, where's, the, where's the dad? Mystery. Where's the mom? So, you know, th- so now we don't need. So, Andy Griffith, yeah, uh, it's uh, they died. 
then then you get to there and it's like oh we don't know what happened to them so anyway it just progresses you can see how little baby steps um is the way that uh, that society sort of trends that trends in the wrong direction until i say to me until the obama years and then it was just two 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 man i mean just leaps and bounds it was like light speed um, you know, Biden was the first one who came out and said, you know, he thought that uh, gay marriage should be, uh, you know, legalized. He said it before Obama said it. Obama campaigned on traditional marriage. So did Hillary. You can go back and hear it. And then next thing you know, Biden, you know, like always, he sort of says something he wasn't supposed to say, which is what he still does. And then Obama was playing catch up to it. And then next thing you know, boom, 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 it, it's legal. So, I mean, it just happened so fast from, hey, a president's running this way to now he's uh, rainbow lighting the White House. I mean, that's how fast it, it moved, uh, that, that it moved along. Okay, uh, 205-941-1011, and uh, let's catch a phone call here. Jason, give me a heads up here. This is Lewis from Arab. All right, Hello? all right ahead, Lewis. Yeah, I'm like yes, sir. Go right ahead. Some of, these, some of these programs that you think that people think are such good family programs are not such good family programs, and I'll get to that in a minute. But what uh, what has started all this change? The way they had to get us accustomed to hearing about sexual things, and uh, the, are you still there? Hello? Yes, sir. Yes, yes sir, we're here. What has got us started on this downslide, this spiral downslide in America is the promotion of sexual things, especially pornography. And I'm not talking about just uh, hardcore pornography. I mean, I saw live pornography in elementary school, girls dressed in shorts up to their hips nearly. And uh, I saw it in uh, the church, even. I went to a church once where they uh, let these girls get up there and sing in their, in their uh, cheerleader uniforms. And you could see their hips, and when they sat down, you could see the crotch of their underwear. And they claimed that they had the Holy Ghost. But this is all because of these programs that are promoted as being normal, but yet they show nudity. And sports is another thing, big thing that's promoted nudity. And it may not be hardcore pornography, but it's softcore pornography. And people, since this yes, country sir. started doing these things and getting people accustomed to hearing about this, about sex so much, that's what's got us to the point we're at now. Everybody's accustomed to hearing about it, and now then the the gays and lesbians, you know, it's easier to push that over on you. So I mean, uh, now that I'm absolutely, society, yeah. Once you once you accept one thing, it's easier to accept the next thing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I had to say. You know that uh, they should have uh, right. put that in the bud way back. When it started, the program started getting worse and worse about 
uh, talking about subjects like homosexuality and all that, and on the family programs, and uh, saying it was like uh, it was normal or treating it like it was normal or a joke or something like that, and they were just getting people accustomed to hearing about it. I got you, Lewis. I think I, I agree with agree with what you're saying, sir. Thank you for the phone call. We do appreciate you. All right, uh, Lewis from Arab. Well said, my friend. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. And uh, I, you 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 started off. Lewis started off using the word accustomed, and I agree with that. Then, as he went on, he used the word that I use quite frequently, and that is normalized. That's what happens. We uh, we normalize, and I've run through this uh, you know gamut of uh, you know we allow something, um, you know evil. We allow it something that's wrong. We allow it, and then allowing it, even on and just overlooking it, normalizes it. And then once we normalize it, uh, you know, then we actually wind up typically, you know, uh, approving or legalizing it. And then once you do that, then then you got to promote it, then you got to celebrate it, and then you got to cancel anybody who says it was wrong to begin with. And we can see that played out over and over and over again in our society. Pick your issue, uh, and they're still using it today. It's the same playbook. Hadn't changed a bit. All right, let's take a break. 205-941-1011. Have you seen this story, this church that got robbed in Brooklyn? Have you seen this? Some mask robbers come in right during the service and, uh, and and robbed a congregation. Let me tell you about it uh, when we when we come back. We'll get to it this hour. Stay with us. Priority talk. Fox Mortgage has been such a help for not only me but my parents 15 years ago, and now recently my brother and his wife just closed on their first home too. So they've definitely made a huge impact on my whole family. My name is Erin, and um, my husband and I recently started the first time home buying experience and we heard about Fox Mortgage through my parents. They actually bought a home and went through the process with Mr. Jim Corey and his family about 15 years ago. We were really impressed with Mr. Corey and his family and how personal they were and how they took our questions and really invested in my family with this first time home buying experience. Mr. Corey did a great job of calling me, asking me how I was doing, answering any questions that we had about the process, which I think is really important, especially when you're buying your first house. Call now, 661-6868. Fox Mortgage, where we're quick as a fox. NMLS, Fox Mortgage, 184762, Jim Corey, 212055. Fox Mortgage President Jim Corey and his team create lasting relationships with all of their clients, and they've been helping many of our listeners across North Alabama. Put Fox Mortgage to work for you. Call 205-661-6868. That's Fox Mortgage at 205-661-6868. They're quick as a fox. Hey, this is Ed Newton, a Bible communicator out of Orlando, Florida. Thank you so much for listening to Priority Talk with Greg Davis here in Birmingham, Alabama. Okay, let's share something a little good, and then we're going to get, uh, I need more time to get to this uh, church 
that was uh, robbed and the pastor robbed. I mean, there's a lot to break down in this. Um, maybe you've seen this. There's video of it, actually. Uh, not much audio to play, quite honestly. Um, but but I'm going I'm to give you some perspective on this when we come back after the bottom of the hour. But let me, let me give a shout-out uh, to a guy that I really uh, don't haven't cared much for, quite honestly, over the years. But I'm with him on this one. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, of course, uh, he's the head coach for uh, head football coach at the uh, University of Michigan, the Wolverines. Uh, he's Catholic, and uh, I don't like the guy. I never have liked his personality. Uh, his brother's okay, but I never really cared for him much. Uh, but uh, he's still there. You know, he took a pay cut to keep his job. Remember, that's going to fire him, and he. He, he cut his pay. I mean, which, hey, how many people do that? I, I guess that's not bad. A lot of them say, oh, just pay me and I'll go away. But he said, no, I want to stay. Cut my pay instead of giving me a raise. Cut it. You know, you always ask that question. How many of these coaches ever, you know, they all want to, they want to raise if they have a good season, but how many of them ever say cut my pay if they have a bad season? Well, he did. He did. He was speaking at a charity event uh, this past weekend talking about uh, Roe v. Wade. And um, there was a dinner and an auction and all this kind of stuff. It was in the Plymouth area of Michigan. Um, and uh, it was at the Area Right to Life uh, organization. And uh, he spoke out on this and said that um, he uh, agreed with the, uh, the decision of Roe v. Wade and that uh, he would encourage his players to uh, to be fathers, that if uh, one of them found themselves uh, in that position as, uh, you know, obviously if, if their girlfriend or whoever uh, was pregnant, that uh, he basically said, I would do whatever it took to help them not, not have an abortion. Uh, and, and in fact, even almost to the point of saying that he would take that baby. That's pretty pretty out there, standing out pretty strong uh, for, a, for a head football coach to say that. And um, that uh, he, if they found themselves in an unplanned pregnancy, that he himself would uh, step in. He said, let's discuss it. I've told them the same thing I tell my kids, boys and girls, the same thing I tell our players, our staff. I encourage them, if they have a pregnancy that wasn't planned, to go through with it. Go through with it. Let that unborn child be born. And if at that time you don't feel like you can care for it, you don't have the means or the wherewithal, then Sarah and I will take that baby. That's uh, pretty good. He uh, said his faith and, and science are what drive these beliefs. He's got a pretty solid worldview when it comes to life. And uh, he said it's a life or death type issue, and I believe in, and I respect people's views, but let's hear them, let's discuss them, because there's passion on both sides of the issue. So when you combine that with respect, that's when the best results come. I'm just contributing to the conversation and that communication, which I think is really important in my opinion. So he's pretty public about his uh, his views on things, which is sometimes why I don't like him. Uh, but I'm with him on this. Um, he uh, he uh, The thing I would be careful of here, Jim, if I was you, you might wind up with a lot of kids if you and your wife said you're going to take them in. <laughs> Because uh, you've got uh, over 100 young adult men uh, that under your care there that you're, you're, you're dealing with. And it's not unusual, I know from firsthand knowledge, it's not unusual for some of these 
football players uh, to have two or three kids by the time they're 19 or 20 years old. So, uh, you know, you, you might wind up with more than you bargained for, but, hey, I am glad. Look, he's got the money to handle it. He's got the money to help uh, players uh, be able to, you know, do the right thing uh, now that they can actually make money. And, you know, most of all your college players now are, are, are making money, especially at a school like Michigan. Uh, I'll, I'll say that at your power five schools, uh, most everybody on the roster, scholarship type players, they're, they're getting paid now. And so uh, maybe that is a good thing when it comes to uh, they've got more wherewithal now to uh, take care of that. I, I hope when he talks with his players, he tells them, let's don't have an unplanned pregnancy. How about that? Um, let, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's not go there. You know, there's a way to stop that. There's a way for that not to happen. Let's explore those possibilities. I hope he's having that conversation as well. And he may, may very well be. So, Jim Harbaugh, I'm with him. Okay. Uh, your thoughts. Join the conversation, 205-941-1011. We've had a lot out there. Uh, last we heard, Tony Dow, still still with us. If something breaks, we'll let you know. Reported dead, then reported, no, he's not dead. Tony Dow Wally from Leave It to, Leave it to Beaver. Uh, we covered that last hour. Okay, uh, we'll talk about this church in Brooklyn that got robbed this weekend. This is some kind of story. We'll talk about it. This is Greg, and I want to thank you so much for listening. Healthcare that's budget-friendly and faith-based, it might sound like a pop dream, but it's not. Christian Healthcare Ministries, or CHM, is more than just a way to handle expensive medical costs. It's a nonprofit that brings together Christians from around the world and enables them to support each other financially and spiritually. Monthly gift payments are low, and you can rest easy knowing your gift is supporting fellow Christians. CHM has been serving Christians for over 40 years and satisfied billions of dollars worth of eligible medical bills and for hundreds of thousands of Christians. They're a BBB-accredited ministry and the only health cost-sharing ministry endorsed by Dave Ramsey. Are you ready to live out your faith in all areas of your life? CHM bringing Christians together through healthcare since 1981. Visit chministries.org to join a family of believers today. That's chministries.org to join a family of believers today. Hey, Priority Talk listeners, Greg Davis here, and I want to tell you about the newest sponsor to the show, and that's Pesty.com. Pesty.com is pest control just done better. Pesty.com uses pro-grade formulas to defend your home against all kinds of pests, and it's delivered directly to your door. It's easy to use and safe for the kids and pets. And at one quarter of the cost of traditional pest control companies, it's a no-brainer. Pesty.com is backed by 100% satisfaction guarantee. That means if you're not satisfied, they'll refund your money 100%. So check them out at Pesty.com. That's P-E-S-T-I-E.com. And protect your home or business this season. Make sure you use the promo code GREG at checkout. That's Pesty.com and use the promo code G-R-E-G at checkout to save 10% off your order. And now, back to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. My life be like... And welcome back in. It is 35 minutes after, or as I say, 25 minutes till... 205-941-1011, Priority Talk Live. Greg Davis here with you, and uh, we have talked about a lot of stuff today. Um, some some more serious than others, but um, we uh, had a discussion about uh, Leave it to Beaver because of the uh, 
rumors of, uh, or not rumors, the report of Tony Dow, Wally, from Leave it to Beavers, passing, and then his wife says, oh, nope, 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 nope. We thought he was dead, but he's not. So uh, he's not as of yet, but very near death, certainly with hospice care. Uh, so we had a little discussion about some of those uh, television programs from back in the day and, uh, and, and how some of them carried a lot of really good values and then um, how those values uh, tend to sort of drift over time and how we've seen that happen. Um, we, uh, we talked about uh, Kamala Harris uh, coming into the room today, meeting with a group of other, uh, uh, basically, I, I would assume, with another a group of uh, activists, uh, LGBT, gender-type activists, and comes into the room. We played the auto, audio for you and uh, describes herself as uh, Kamala. Uh, my pronouns are, <laughs> I'm a woman. My pronouns are she and her and... I'm wearing a, a blue dress. <laughs> and they go around the room and introduce themselves, identifying their pronouns. Uh, Nicole calls us and says that's already happening. She saw it happen right here in our state at one of our universities at uh, freshman orientation, where the leaders, obviously, probably instructed to do so, as they introduced themselves, shared their pronouns as well. And so I was saying this is going to happen. So then we highlighted a... Uh, a story out of L.A., L.A. school district, largest school district in the country, uh, where uh, this is uh, this and much more is happening, uh, even to kindergartners, where uh, they they basically set this up that um, white, what they call cisgender heterosexual men have built built this repressive social structure, and by doing that, they uh, they, they created a false uh, setup of men and women, binary men and women, and then they use that to oppress people. You know, that's the sexual aversion of, uh, of CRT, basically. Um, and that's what they're teaching. And uh, they, they, they're just right, wide open with this in, in Los Angeles now and other places. But this just came out from a guy named uh, Christopher Rufo, R-U-F-O, if you want to check that out. It's out there. Um, advising teachers to use non-gendered expressions, not, not use the phrases boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, guys, not to use any of, can't use any of that. That's what they're teaching them. Um, Disney Plus, now R-rated programming. After they said they wouldn't do it, they did. That's another one that's out there. So just catching you up, those of you who are just jumping in here with us after the 530 hour. Uh, that is, those are some of the things we've talked about today and taken several good phone calls. We appreciate you guys uh, calling us uh, from uh, Gunnersville and Arab and Tuscaloosa and, and uh, Trustful all over. And now this crazy story out of Brooklyn. Now, this guy's reported as a popular pastor. I've never heard of him. or He calls himself a bishop. I've never heard of him. Okay, that's not saying much. Uh, but his name, Lamore Whitehead. L-A-M-O-R. Lamore, I'm assuming. Um, he uh, has a church there in Brooklyn. They call it Leaders of Tomorrow International Ministries. There's a video of this. It doesn't look like it would be a very large congregation or a gathering 
Uh, I mean, it looks like they're videoing this basically with an iPhone. I mean, it's just a one camera. doesn't even, you know, pretty simple. Got a couple of banners behind him. It's not a big stage. It almost looks like they've got some curtains some you know some some draping and then some banners it almost looks to me like it could be set up in a hotel or something uh so you're not talking thousands of people are in the room okay it's not that kind of setup it's a smaller setup uh he's got on a crazy suit okay and all kinds of jewelry and uh, he's in the past been criticized for being flashy and the expensive cars that he drives and the jewelry that he wears and so Sunday, he's up sharing his message, preaching. And you can see the video of this. It's 11.14 uh, a.m. And three masked gunmen come into the back of the room. Okay, let's say if he's at the front, he's preaching. You can see he's, he's talking. And then all of a sudden, and I, there's not much audio to play. He basically is, says, hey, have you ever given up on your faith because something bad happened to somebody else? Then he's startled real quick. And he's like, okay, okay. And then he drops to the ground real quick. He just goes down face first. And then it's just quiet. And then this one iPhone shot, you begin to see some hooded people moving around the room. And uh, and what's happening is they're, they are... Uh, robbing the people that are there and here's the deal while there these guys aren't in the room i bet two or three minutes it 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 does not last long and it's very quiet the word is okay this is the report that they took more than a million dollars worth of jewelry i saw one that said nearly two million of jewelry off of the people in that room in that short a time. Yeah. Jason makes a face. Over a million dollars worth of jewelry before they got out of there. Now. He had on all kinds of stuff. He's on the floor. You can't tell exactly what all's happening. You can sort of see some of it. Uh, he says a man came up behind him. Put the gun to his back. Took my watch. Took my jewelry. Took my bishop's ring. Took my wedding band. Took my bishop's cross. And then I had chains underneath my shirt, and he tapped my back, ripped my collar off just to get my jewelry. I mean, this guy had on, um, you know, jewelry. I don't know who, like, like did he, he had on like a Mr. T kit or something, apparently, you know, um, up preaching. Now, you can see rings and stuff flashing on him and around his neck. Uh, but, I mean, they left out of there with over a million dollars worth of jewelry. Who's wearing that kind of jewelry to church on Sunday morning? A prosperity gospel um, preacher? That's my point. I mean, what what's going on here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, this guy um, had been arrested, the pastor, back in 2006 for a $2 million identity theft scam. He served five years in prison, was released in 2013. He says he was falsely convicted and didn't commit the crimes. Um, he had gotten a, a 11 to 34 years in prison, but he only served, but he got out in five or whatever. Um, and so, um, 
Okay, and here's my other question. Okay, who's wearing that kind of jewelry? Who's got that, you know, and this isn't, to say a million dollars, okay, if there were, you know, it's like a Jesse James type thing. They come on and, hey, empty your pockets, give me that watch, give me all that. They were in and out of the room in about three minutes, if that long. Um, who's wearing that much jewelry? I mean, it's a small crowd, okay, first of all. It, I, I'm going to guess they're, just by the look of it, there couldn't have been more than 50 to 100 people there. That, that's going to be my guess. And they take over a million dollars worth of jewelry that quickly. Who's wearing that kind of jewelry to church in Brooklyn and then doesn't have some kind of security set up? You know what I mean? I mean, who's not got security? So I'm going to be honest with you. When I first saw this story, and I, and I watched the beginning of the video at first, before I watched the whole thing, I just saw the beginning of it when he hits the ground. I, I halfway thought maybe this was a setup. Maybe the pat maybe he or somebody knew this was coming. They came in, took their jewelry, and then they're gonna claim insurance on it. You know that whole deal. Again, another Andy Griffith episode in there, but we won't go there. Um, something's got me on a roll talking about those six fifties and sixties television shows today. Uh, th that's a color episode, so a lot of people wouldn't know it. Um, who doesn't have some security set up or maybe you don't have security so this can happen but I gotta say after the the robbers left the scene the look on the pastor's face and the look on the people's face in the room that you could see I don't think it was uh, if it was the pastor, if he knew about it, he was really faking it. Because I'm going to tell you right now, man, he was shook up. You could see it in his face. Uh, he was uh, very distraught. And there were kids in the room um, and all this. And so I, I don't think that it was. Now, he says there were hundreds of thousands of dollars in jewelry that was taken from him. Who... What pastor wears hundreds of thousands of dollars to jewel and jewelry to preach in? Oh my goodness! Um, so anyway, this guy he has said all kinds of stuff. Uh, apparently, um, no security set up, and uh, this guy Lamore Lamore, I guess L A M O R White. I've never heard of him. But along with that, another story out of New York, similar to this, again in Brooklyn, and I just wonder if it's the same people, uh, stole a two, uh, centuries old, solid gold tabernacle. reason it's in the news is because they're offering a $50,000 reward on it. Uh, and they're saying that the uh, the insurance company basically that covers this is offering the reward. Not to have to pay out, you know, I guess the, uh, the $2 million. They say it's a one-of-a-kind tabernacle 
made possible by the original parishioners of St. Augustine. Uh, they want it returned and restored in all its glory to the heart of the church. Uh, it's a historical item, has not robbed the, fee the faith of the people of the parish. But uh, anyway, they want it back. So, you know, again, that's in Brooklyn. And this was quite a, a, a job. They're saying they must have um, uh, used power tools, forcefully cut open the altar to get to the tabernacle. They decapitated angels, flanking the relics, scattered the Holy Eucharist at the altar. Uh, it dates back to when the church was built in the late, teen, late 1800s, irreplaceable due, its, due to its historical and artistic value. So both of those in... Um, in Brooklyn, I got a feeling probably the same gang. But uh, now this, if you want to see the video, it's out there. You can check it out. Uh, the pastor, he was pretty shook up, as were the people in the congregation. There were children there. Uh, if he faked this, he traumatized a lot of people, and he's an awful good actor. But that was my initial thought was this is probably a not, this, this might have been a setup, especially when you see that he had been, spent time in jail for uh, for fraud and and such already. So we'll see. But, man, if I come in and find out the pastor's got hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of jewelry and uh, there's not even a, a security guard, uh, I, I'm finding another church. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right, our final break of the day, it's right here. Uh, we'll be right back on the other side. It is Priority Talk Live. Find us at Priority Talk Radio. You can go back and listen to this program and all of our daily shows. You can listen there live, PriorityTalkRadio.com. Priority Talk. This is Bailey. And this is Lil. We just bought our first home through Fox Mortgage. Sisters Bailey and Lil talk about their experience working with Jody Davidson at Fox Mortgage. So when we first started the house buying process, our parents referred us to Fox Mortgage when they bought their home. It, they said it was just a great process. We used a Jody with Fox Mortgage, and she was very, very helpful, quick with our responses to our silly questions. Uh, again, we were very not experienced in the home buying process. When we went to closing on our to close on our house, we were told that we had the lowest interest rate for that day that they had seen in a while as well. They made the first time home buying experience extremely easy and a smooth process. Call six six one six eight. Six eight Fox Mortgage, quick as a fox. NMLS Fox Mortgage one eight four seven six two. We are so proud to have Fox Mortgage President Jim Corey and his staff be a part of our program. Call them for your mortgage needs at two zero five six six one sixty eight sixty eight. They're the best in the business. Hi everybody, Dr. Kevin Lehman here. Hey, do yourself a favor and your family too. Check out Greg Davis Priority Talk right here on this station WXJC.
And we thank you for being with us today right here on Priority Talk Live. Those of you who catch us here at the end of the program, we appreciate it. We know we, uh, we run out on some of you. You're still uh, still headed where you're going, but uh, we appreciate you. Some of you tell me you catch the last 10 or 15 minutes. So that's why I sometimes try to recap what we talked about and all those kind of things. Just to keep people who jump in later in the show up to date because uh, uh, we know you have to listen when you can. So uh, crazy stuff today. Man, man, oh, man. Crazy stuff, including this uh, Tony Dow story. And I just checked again. Uh, just check Twitter, which I don't often. I'm not a big Twitter person, but it is a good place to get breaking news sometimes. And uh, he uh, is uh, apparently still in hospice care. Okay, after being reported uh, dead by his family, and then through his uh, management company, some kind of miscommunication or somebody jumped the gun uh, there. Uh, but it was reported, he was reported dead. And, I mean, even um, Jerry Mathers, the beaver, he came out and even made a post about losing his good friend and all that. So, apparently, he wasn't talking to the family. He was going off the social media report because uh, he wasn't uh, wasn't dead. But um, he uh, still with us. Just, yeah, just looking again. So, uh, they're, they're taking, taking a lot of criticism for it. Uh, who knows what happened? Uh, either the, the the wife said he was thought he was dead. I mean, her the, her statement sort of makes it sound like she was mistaken. <laughs> I mean, there was a mistake made somewhere. Uh, just don't know how it happened. But man, and and speaking of at least you know Wally, he had a name. Um, can you imagine the burden? This is on a kind of a different related. Jason, can you imagine Jerry Mathers? I mean. He's seventy something years old now, or close to it, I guess, and he's still the beaver. You yep. know what I mean? Never, ever could get rid of that name, the beaver. Oh yeah, that's 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 kind of the affliction um, of a child star. Yeah, just never could. I mean, one thing to be called Eddie or Wally or whatever. At least it's a you know. But then at least they have to go through being called Lumpy all of those his guys life. by that name. Well, that's true now. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. Lumpy, lumpy, lumpy. Yeah, that that would be tough as well. But uh, yeah, he never never was able to get out from under that name, and uh, and he posted that he'd lost his good friend of fifty five years, and and I don't know if he went back and made another post. I guess he had to or deleted what he had. I mean, but it was the management that put it out through Tony Al's Facebook page, is what it said. But they got the information from his wife, so some confusion somewhere. Okay, we talked about that and that Kamala Harris um, audio. If you missed that, you need to go and see that. Uh, Kamala Harris sits down at a meeting and uh, describes herself as a woman, her pronouns, and what color dress she's wearing at, at a meeting. I mean, um, just a crazy, um, crazy day, but we're just normalizing uh, a, a genderless neutral non-binary um regressive uh society normalizing it yeah and when you've got the uh, the vice president doing that it makes a difference i know you think oh nobody's paying no attention to her but they are it, it does make a difference uh, there's a there's an authority there there's a mantle there 
and it and it and it does influence uh, society and culture and people's uh, mind and the way they think. All righty, hey, we appreciate you guys very much. We'll be back on Wednesday. Then Pastor Paul Brazier will be with you on, be with us on Thursday. We hope everybody uh, has a great evening out there. Seems to just be a beautiful uh, evening. Uh, I know there's some some spotty showers that could could happen, but I think for the large majority of us, a little little cooler day, not cool, but cooler than the extreme heat we've been experiencing. So uh, maybe a nice night to sit on the porch or enjoy being out. It's just a little cooler than normal, so uh, take advantage. We'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll begin at four. We'll be here until six for the Wednesday edition of Priority Talk. Find this program and all others, PriorityTalkRadio.com or search Priority Talk Radio on your uh, podcast platforms and you will find us. God bless you, everybody. Thank you. But these places and these